When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hello, friends and lovers. Welcome to Webcology. It's Thursday, February the 14th, St. Valentine's Day, and we have a massacre of a show coming up today. We have a huge amount of stuff. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Dash, Inc. This is Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Dave, how the hell are you doing today? I'm doing just great. How are you, sir? Oh, excellent, man. Excellent. It's a uh, beautiful, almost rainy day here in Victoria, B.C., and I'm stuck here waiting for the damn Australians to approve my travel visa, and it hasn't come through yet, and I'm on pins and needles because I'm supposed to be leaving on Saturday, and um, yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. You know, I'm just going to jump in because I'm going to get into a, into a lot of trouble here, and uh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to wish a, a very special and big uh, happy Valentine's Day to my wife, Mary. Uh, so happy Valentine's Day, sweetie. She's uh, Adam oh, here now, though, so she can't hear it. I'll have to have her download the podcast. <laughs> This, this, um, that, what, a, what, a, what a 2K thing to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a 2K thing to say. <laughs> so, what's up? What do, you, what do you see this week? Well, we got, uh, we got some huge news this week, um, and I got a couple things from Yahoo. Obviously, we have to touch on the layoffs uh, and, and yeah. some of the things that, uh, that went on there. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your take on this, and do you think it's going to influence anything to do with the, uh, the perspective by uh, Microsoft Yahoo deal? Well, yes, of course it will, but the layoffs were planned uh, before Microsoft came along with the, with the hostile offer. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm of two minds of it. Obviously, it's something Yahoo had to do. But given that, um, you know, many of us have relationships with a lot of the people who did lose their jobs, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, um, you're watching something. It's like watching it's like watching a uh, a rough movie because you know this you know the killer's coming down the hall right, yeah. and you know it's going to happen but you've already started to empathize with the characters, 
Um, you know it's got to happen because that's the way these scripts play out. And, um, yeah, I feel bad for, for my friends at Yahoo. Um, I don't think this is going to make Yahoo shareholders feel any better about the, about the company they're holding on to. Um, and no matter what the convolutions, it still looks like Microsoft. Yeah, I think you're I think you're 100% right. Obviously, there are analysis all over the web going on right now um, on all of this. Well, on, on that, on that, uh, on thing, that at the end of the day, there's so much that has to play out before anybody can say they know what's going on here. Very true, very true. And to see uh, see what Microsoft does next, see how Yahoo deals with uh, with this uh, reduced staffing, and uh, you know, and what do, do, do the do the Yahoo employees that are there now uh, are they going to start to uh, filter out out of fear that they're next? So, you know, yeah, you're right. There's, start there's to? In- <laughs> start to? I mean, I think, I think the question is, when does the exodus end? <laughs> okay, um, they are starting that. to. Like, uh, some people have seen the writing on the server wall and decided that, no, it's time to go. Um, there's been a few high-profile pro- high moves away from Yahoo, including a couple defections to Google. Um, and, I, you know, I think we're going to see this. Um, the moment Microsoft made the offer, Yahoo, uh, Yahoo employees knew that uh, the time was short. They had to do something. Don't forget, these these are rocket scientists. Yeah, <laughs> you know, valid point. They can see the future. That's a very valid point. Um, on you the, know what? Uh, I just introduced an SEO myth. Our next topic actually is SEO myths and SEO noise pollution. Um, two articles that appeared in I think Search Engine Land and over at Search Engine Journal. Um, just let me confirm on that. Rhea Drysdale wrote the one on noise pollution. That might have been at Search Engine Journal as well. Um, search engines cannot tell the future, but they're a great way of predicting the future. Um, there's a lot of SEO myths out there, and it looks like the SEO community is starting to stand up and say, um, hold it, let's, uh, let, let, let's be a bit more forthcoming about the, about the practice. Now, that's, that's being referred to as SEO transparency, and Dave, I think you and I have slightly different views on that. We do, we do. I tend to and a great article, and there's definitely some some extremely valid points, um, and on on both sides of the argument. Uh, and I'm all for transparency in regards to communications with clients. For example, they want to know what you're doing, uh, what stages you're at, uh, you know, what, how many links you've built, whatever. Um, you know, I think a, a transparency to that level, great. Um, I think transparency, uh, you know, among sharing some things uh, among other SEOs, some level of that makes absolutely perfect sense um, when we're dealing with um, issues that, that sort of affect us all. We all know we're there, and, you know, you, you've run some tests and you found some analysis. Okay, great, that should be shared. Um, but to say that everything that I do uh, to get my clients and, and, you know, meet our guarantees and, and get our clients' first page rankings, that we should be sharing each and every little detail Happy to share about 90%, but I, I tend to fall under, um, you know, a little closer to what Eric Ward had said in that article, um, which is, you know, there is some level where you have to say, this is mine, this has taken me a long time to develop these, this set of tactics, um, and to just then go and give it away to uh, really anybody. Um, you know, there may be individuals I'm happy to share with, you know, you run into them at SES and you're having some great conversations, okay, great, but you know, do I want to publish an article that's going to be read by half a million people and share it with every, every uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry? Probably not. <laughs> um, so there, there are tactics that just fall into that level. Um, and then, you know, of course, there are tactics where you, almost ethically, you, you shouldn't be listing off when you know this is a tactic uh, you know, uh, you and I had chatted about this uh, previously. We'd run a test on the rel equals no follow. 
uh, found, you know, we internally here, we'd run some tests, found out that, yes, okay, they are passing some anchor text, wait pages are ranking with nothing but Relic with no follow links. Um, okay, next thing I know, uh, there's, a, there's a blog post out there, I'm picking up popularity, basically saying what, I, <laughs> what I'm saying is that spam, uh, blog spam works in a huge amount. So <laughs> you have to also look at some of this information and go, okay, it could just so be abused if it was in the wrong hands and, and you really shouldn't publish that. So there's there's a couple angles on my opinion on that take there. <laughs> well, you can you can teach people to use fireworks. You can't teach them to use them safely. Um, right. You can teach people to build their own fireworks. You certainly can't teach them to to use them safely. But I'm you know what I'm all for transparency. I'm a hundred percent for transparency, and I I totally see where 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 you're coming from, and I totally see where Eric Ward was coming from when he you say that you write something and either it gets terribly misinterpreted or as we saw with the the um, case at Search Engine Land a few weeks ago. They they outed a hole in a, in a, a system over at Wired Magazine in a wiki system, and it got horribly abused. Um, now I'm of the opinion that Search Engine Land did the right thing, even if it was uh, no, even if people misinterpreted the tongue-in-cheek nature of it by exposing the hole. Um, I think that uh, it's it's for the betterment of the search engine environment and the search engine optimization community that we're totally open about what we do. You know, I know I know how the auto mechanic fixes my car. I know what they're doing. I just know that I haven't the skills for that myself or um, all of the technical knowledge to put an engine back together again. But I'd like to know what they're doing. I think that's fair. It's better for the it's better for the whole again for the whole industry. And it SEOs are kind of like seen as a cross between wizards and, um, to use an oft-used phrase, uh, snake oil salesmen. Well, we're neither. We're just very, very good webmasters who know how the search engines work. And that's, I guess that's what I see as transparency, um, letting people know how we're doing and what we're doing. Um, in my mind, the only, the only stuff people would want to hide are black hat techniques, and if you ain't practicing them, um, I don't see an issue. But I do, again, I do so see where you and Eric are coming from when you say my techniques get abused by others. They do. And, I mean, Eric has also covered the, the aspects where he has, has worked very hard to um, develop a, you know, list of, either a list of tools or a list of tactics that are working very heavily that his entire income is based on um, and, and that can produce results very quickly. Now, does he then want all of these resources uh, then available to everybody, uh, including his competitors, um, you know, what is that then going to, to result in? And we can all think of cases in the past where, you know, something gets out, some, some tactic gets out, all of a sudden it gets just mass use and Google goes, yeah, no, okay, we're, we're going to devalue this. So does Eric want to step forward or, or do any of us and go, here's a tactic for all of you to start using. Tactic gets overused, every SEO on the planet starts using it. Google goes, okay, this is now an SEO tactic, so uh, we're going to have to drop the value of this down a little bit. Um, you know, then, then devaluing your work to your clients. And, and so you're, is, does your obligation, and I guess I'd pose the question this way, is your obligation to the SEO community or is your obligation to your clients? Um, I would argue that my primary obligation is to my clients. When I can share information that will not impact my clients, I'm more than happy to. Well, I, I, I agree with you most of the way, although I also, you know, I believe that we do have an obligation, especially some of, us, some of the older ones in the industry, we do have an obligation to the industry itself. We're still building this baby. Um, we're sitting on the verge of 
being the most significant and important um, avenue of marketing. Um, and I'm talking about web, web and Internet marketing, not just search engine optimization or paid search marketing. Um, I'm trying to talk the entire gambit, which you know, the field of SEO and SEM is starting to cover. Um, we're building a, by far the most important aspect of, of advertising, be it on or offline. Um, but we're not there yet. And we're still looked at very warily. I, I, find, I, I figure that's because people don't quite understand what we do. So, you know what? We're blowing our schedule to hell. <laughs> we're totally blowing our schedule out of the water by, by, by talking about this. I kind of want to quickly move on to mention that if anyone's near a television, um, you might want to turn on the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, Rand Fishkin is on today. I know, he gets, he gets all the attention, eh? He sure does. <laughs> um, you um, know what, though? People, he, he proves your point because he shares well with others. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And the video of uh, him proposing to his uh, fiance, uh, mystery guest, or Geraldine, um, is, I mean, even, uh, even a cold-hearted cynic like myself was almost moved to tears looking at that video. It's just it's such a beautiful moment. So this is Valentine's Day, and I guess the Oprah Winfrey Show wanted to put something on that was romantic and cool, and they came across this video, um, the Geraldine reaction video. And um, so Rand was, is on Oprah. Now, I, I've, I've never watched Oprah, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Um, I'm not sure exactly where it is. It's supposed to be in that TV box thing that I never use anymore. Um, and, you know, if anyone gets a chance, check it out and then tease the hell out of them later. <laughs> I know I will. Um, if, if I can, I'm just going to, to cover, uh, just for, for one minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend us a, another minute, and I, I hope the fine folks in the booth over at Webmaster Radio maybe tack on an extra minute at the end here. Um, oh, yes, speaking, we, see them. We, we've sort of covered, we've covered sharing a, a little bit here. Uh, so I'm just going to quickly, because it is fairly important, something that's recently happened to one of our clients, and, and speaking of sharing, um, and it also uh, discusses a little bit about Yahoo. Our client um, decided to, to go off on their own, and that's fine. I probably would have said yes. Went with some uh, some featured listings over on uh, on Business.com. Uh, next thing we notice, their Yahoo rankings are absolutely tanked. Uh, look at their uh, page cash size; it's sitting at 89k. Uh, whereas you know, you look at Google's cash; it's the real size. We're sitting at about 16k for the home page size. Uh, it turns out that uh, Yahoo is, is grabbing the business.com links, uh, totally improperly weighing <laughs> the value of, of this page um, through these business.com links uh, and absolutely ruined his Yahoo rankings. Now, next week, I will be happy to, uh, to come on and, and discuss this a little bit further. We've obviously canceled everything to do with, uh, with the business.com linkings, totally suspended everything. Uh, and I will be happy to give uh, give a full update, but just sort of a warning to, to others out there who may be thinking of going with their featured listings. Uh, I'm not saying don't, but it's definitely something to watch, and I know I've chatted with them and, and checked about getting the, uh, the feeds through to Yahoo from business.com getting uh, stopped. Um, so that, uh, that appears to be a possibility. I'll be finding out later about that today, and I will report next week on, uh, on how that all goes and whether the, the Yahoo rankings bounce back once, uh, once that's gone. Yeah, cool. If you could put your finger on that, that would be interesting. Um, I have found uh, okay. some other examples. You know what? On we have web. a commercial yeah. break coming up, and apparently, it's a very opportune time. My phone's been ringing off the hook because of this because of the Yahoo Microsoft deal, and my cell's going. 
So, um, <laughs> this is uh, Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Dash Inc. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. We're back in a couple of minutes with uh, some interesting SEO information. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Strike point. Talk about the new Wikipedia search engine. I had a play with it earlier on today, and it's like, they could have done so many cool things, but what they decided to do was just take Nutch, and then by using Nutch, you get all the little buggy bits and the backdoor bits that were in Nutch originally. I'm looking, I just can't see which way this is going to go. I mean, I know that the results are going to be sucky because of the fact that it is a good product. It's just, it's very, very basic. Strike point. Live broadcast Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology. It seems that our show has been um, superseded by uh, Brandy, who's uh, on the uh, Yahoo Live Webmaster Radio channel. Um, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, it looks a little bit of pay-per-view and uh, uh, Webmaster information here on Webcology today. We're back, though. Um, we're here with Daryl Quennant from... Uh, actually one of Dave's employees from Beanstalk-Inc. Um, now, as listeners who've listened to the last three episodes know, we're doing a 10-part series on SEO, and this one is on, today's episode is on stri- site structure. Now, we're doing this in conjunction with WebPro News, which has been publishing the um, companion articles in their expert, in their expert uh, writer's section, expert author's section. So if you go to webpronews.com and look down the page about three-quarters of the way, you come across expert articles. Top link, SEO step three, um, 
site structure. A uh, fairly long article written again by uh, Daryl Quennett from Beanstalk Dashi. Daryl, welcome to Webcology. It's great to be joining you guys on the air today, Jim. Um, now, Dave, I think you got a little bit of disclosure to do here. I do, and, and you sort of covered that there, and it's why I'm going to, uh, I, there'll be a couple questions I may ask, but I'm going to hold off a little bit. Obviously, uh, there's a bit of disclosure. Daryl uh, is one of our employees here, so, um, you know, just, just know that going in. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, I, I trust him with, uh, with a lot of the stuff, being the, the director of optimization here. Um, and so I thought he was your directory of optimization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess I got a little uh, little overzealous. I've been looking at that uh, Yakersoft directory competition so often these days uh, that yes, I know you're ribbing me. And in the in the bio that I'd created there, I had uh, rather than putting director, uh, put directory. Uh, thanks, Jim, for for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm an editor, dude. I can't help it. I just see this stuff. Anyway, Daryl, uh, I'll clip it aside. Welcome to Web, uh, WebmasterRadio.fm. You want to talk site structure today? I do, I do. It's uh, one of the topics that I've uh, sort of got into this industry and to start with, sort of optimizing my own stuff and building on my traffic before I even know that SEO could be a job for uh, people like us. So what's the deal on the site structure? Um, what's the importance of it? And, and I guess more importantly, because we're, we're, we're all webmasters, we're all pretty close to, uh, to, uh, to the work that we do, why is site structure a problem in SEO? So first off, why is it important, and why is it a problem for SEOs? Well, sort of the big thing is, I think with SEOs and people in general, they think of the strength of a link coming into your site. They don't really consider the strength of a link within your own site. Um, your site, as you build more links to it, whether they're on the home page or internal pages, your site as a whole gets its own strength. And by effective interlinking, you're spreading the, link, the strength between all your pages. Okay, so you could take uh, you could take some juice coming in from another page and actually spread it out through your whole site and not just get a uh, a good bump for that one document. Ab absolutely. Um, the the big time when you see it is you know you get a big site and they're using a pure JavaScript based menu system. They may have a page rank six on their home page, but then none of their internals have page rank because Google doesn't pick up these links as being part of each one of these pages. Uh, when they include them, say, in an external JavaScript file. Okay, so how does improving the site structure, how do you see this, um, improving uh, uh, overall page uh, or overall site reception at Google? Well, sort of the first thing I like to do is start looking at how big does Google think your index is versus how many pages do you actually have in your site. Now, keeping in mind, if it's a new site, don't expect all your pages to be there. Um, because Google likes to weigh out your site a bit and build up some strength before it gives uh, the spider a preference on your site. Okay. Um, so once, once we've done that, uh, we then look at how is the code built behind the site. Things we look for are, are people using cascading style sheets to minimize the code to the versus the amount of content? Um, is all their navigation links accessible to the engine in plain text? Um, are they using image maps or images instead of having relevant anchor text internally? And uh, subjects like this for uh, the well, internal aspect. Oh, eh? uh, what's that? Okay. People still do that, use image maps. You know, even among web design companies, they're still very uh, prevalent out there on the web. 
You know, wow, it's just like, why hasn't so everyone made the switch over to CSS? Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, there still are sites back there and developers from that time who haven't uh, come in line with the SEO way of thinking and uh, W3. Now, well, you know, speaking of that, I'm, reading, I'm checking your article out over at Web Pro News right now, um, and your very first point is that you would prefer using XHTML 1, 1.0 over, C, over CSS. Oh, no, not over, in conjunction with. Oh, um, with. Okay, that's what I get for reading fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically what you have is usually people are either using uh, an HTML document, whether it's DHTML, HTML4, um, or older revisions. But what we do with CSS is we rip the design out of the page and put it in an external style sheet so that, one, we're not duplicating all this redundant information. When you look at a page that maybe, use, maybe uses tables for structure, you may see up to five labels deep of tables within tables within tables, um, where all these tables have their attributes, heights, lengths, um, and all that, so that in the end, if you have a 1,000 pages, you've duplicated all this redundant design 1,000 times in your index instead of having it in an external file. And not only that, when it comes to maintaining your website, it's much easier to make a change in one place than having to uh, go back and touch every page across your entire site. Well, then it's just far cleaner. Um, what, what are the benefits of clean code? Um, the big benefits are, one, you never know how a search engine is going to treat your code if it's invalid. Um, a lot of developers use Internet Explorer, for instance, for doing their development. And with Internet Explorer, it will actually make assumptions if you've got issues with your code, thinking this is what the developer meant to do. So it may have affections with other search engines, and even worse, such a large usage of uh, Firefox is out there in the market now that a lot of these websites straight up break in Firefox. And me as a user, you know, you can do all the SEO in the world, but if your site looks bad and broken, I'm probably going to go look at your competition. Hi. Well, moving right along, um, what do you got against Dreamweaver templates? <laughs> Well, uh, first thing I'm going to say is there's so much extra code and comments um, that it inserts into the code that when we're using certain keyword density tools, it'll actually pick up these comments as being uh, part of your overall density. So one, it skews them. Um, two, I've had it where clients have come to us, and they're no longer with their original web designer who has this template. So as an SEO, when I'm doing this work, every page I touch I have to break outside of the template that I didn't even have to start with. Um, so that's, that's just a bit of it, but mainly the, uh, the redundant code, and it just leads for sloppy development. So if you could um, sort of uh, uh, verbally outline what a good site structure looks like, uh, if you could just sort of walk us through the tree. Well, the first thing is, one, valid code. Two, you're using the CSS to minimize your markup to your content. Um, three is all your, your interlinking is very effective. If you go to sites like Beanstalk and a lot of the high SEO companies, you'll go down to the bottom, and you'll almost see a sitemap at the bottom with all the links to the internal pages. Something like this is done to achieve a better interlinking between all the internal pages. Um, another thing that I like to see is a minimization of stuff like Flash. Uh, search engines are barely able to uh, to rip out any content out of them, 
so whenever possible, avoid flash other than little bits of eye candy or stuff that you specifically don't want indexed by the search engines where you're trying to reduce your density, like uh, rotating testimonials or something like that, um, so that every time your page refreshes, you don't have a random testimonial that every time the search engines come, it changes your density again. Hi. Um, is there a... Uh what are you looking at? Is there a, something that SEOs have to look at first when they approach a new website and they're thinking about site structure? What's the very first place they ought to be looking? You know, the first place I look is I fire up Xenu Link Sleuth and I check out how many pages and how spiderable the site is. Um, things I'm looking for when I do that are, one, are there any dynamic URLs in this site? Um, are there any chances when there's dynamic URLs? that there's duplicate content. One page, one site that I just finished cleaning up, um, it was a trophy site. They had 4,000 products. Of these 4,000 products, they had a link for printing each page, changing the uh, currency with two different types, and a printer-friendly page. So instead of having one page for each product, product, they had five pages. You take five pages, you multiply it by 4,000 products, and now there was 20,000 pages that Google was trying to index. Of these 20,000 pages, it got so confused that it wasn't indexing a lot of the pages that weren't in their product category. So it was very hit and miss what Google was indexing on the site. Now, uh, a few minutes ago, you mentioned um, you know, dynamic pages, ones that, that, have, uh, that call different content each time a, a, a page is, is refreshed. Um, how do you deal with that? What's the smart well, way to deal with that? You know, the best way, well, it all depends. If Google, say, has cached all of them and it's distributed page rank into these URLs, then I don't tend to deal with it because I know Google has valued this site so high that it's not an issue. Um, when I have to, I mod rewrite these URLs. And that's when you take it and you're basically sort of applying a, a hash table. So you give it a pattern, it tries to match the pattern to another file, and then based on if a match is found, it loads the content in a certain way. Uh, an example of this, on my website, I've got one script for launching my articles, and that's this article.php file. The way I call it, though, is it appears like slash view article, slash ID, then an article ID number. Um, so to Google, all it looks like is a directory that has the default index or default.asp file in it. Um, so when the Google walks through it, it thinks that my 30 articles are actually 30 different directories, all with an index file in them. Um, however, hmm. oh, yes? Oh, no, keep going, keep going. The one thing I will make a note of, um, sometimes I do 301 um, other sites to fix this issue if I found PageRank isn't going through. But just to keep in mind, 301s aren't recognized by all search engines. Uh, Microsoft Live actually has issues with uh, 301s. Well, that's okay. A lot of people have issues with Microsoft Live. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, uh, you're not Neil. You're Daryl. Neil's coming on in a few minutes. Um, Daryl, you 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 have a lot more to tell us, but unfortunately, we don't have any more time for you to tell us to tell us in. Um, we've covered maybe half of the article that's up at WebProNews.com. So again, I'd, I'd like to refer listeners over to WebProNews. Go about. Two-thirds of the way down, look off to the right. You'll see um, the expert articles section. Um, that's where the, the, the ten articles that we're doing in our ten-part series, are, the companion articles are being published. 
Daryl Quinnett from Beanstalk Dash Inc. Thank you so much for joining us on Webcology here on Webmaster Radio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Metamen.com uh, and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Dash Inc. Uh, this is Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm, and we're returning with the great Neo after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com. More than a name. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. you have a Windows mobile phone yet? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if the Google people stopped making applications for iPhones and started making them for oh. Windows mobile phones? Oh, my God. Oh, go to Matt's blog right now. He's saying, oh, does anybody have any suggestions for the Gmail people? And I'm like, I have a suggestion. Maybe you could stop your little love affair with Apple long enough to stop developing stuff for the iPhone, which has fewer people using it than Windows Mobile, and write us a decent Gmail app for the phone. Maybe you could do that. That would be nice. The Daily Search Cast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back to the show after uh, having to remain a, a little bit quiet there uh, during the last one, just because it would be a little weird for, uh, for me to be asking uh, one of my employees some questions. I left that part to Jim. I just can't stay quiet any longer. So we are here joined uh, with Mr. David Brown, a.k.a. Neo. How's it going, David? Excellent. Bound to get better. Thanks for asking, guys. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to just start out here with a, with a question. Um, obviously, we're talking about site structure here. I know you've certainly uh, worked on a, your, your share of, uh, of websites. Are there any horror stories that you can tell us? Are there situations where you were brought in as, a, as either a consultant or a full-scale SEO uh, where your starting point was just an absolute disaster? Yeah, actually, uh, about four years ago when I was uh, finally getting to, to be recognized a little bit, I got one of my largest clients at the time after uh, I had a congressman as a client that uh, 
actually got me a New York Times bestselling author, and she had just spent $60,000 on a very pretty website. Um, all of the links were done in images with no alt text. Um, the slices, everything. It, it ended up being a huge pain in the rear to work with this company to try and, and basically teach this entire company that had a staff of 30-plus people how to do SEO, which was not in the contract whatsoever, um, how to do SEO. And, and basically, we had to rip and tear out uh, a good 90% of the site and um, ended up the... The client was just more into pretty because she had she has a big name. She's one of the uh, top diet doctors in the world, uh, written 30-some-odd books. Seven of them are New York Times bestsellers. So she gets enough type-in traffic from Google and Yahoo and MSN as it is. She didn't think that it was uh, a very big deal. So um, I, I did just see something the other day on SPIN uh, from Scott Clark, uh, SEO building permits. And SEO's presence throughout the, a design project can prevent expensive tear-outs. And, and Scott's gone through and he's compared uh, the SEO industry to the construction industry. I'm not sure how it is up there in Canada, but my, uh, my entire family's construction background. And uh, a lot of times, if you don't get the proper permits, you can have you know thirty to $60,000 tear-outs that you have to do to just go back in and, and get it to code. So um, he did a very good job with that, and that's at sitecreations.com slash blog. I, I tried posting the link in this new uh, Yahoo Live, which I am on the cam, by the way. So there's a quick wave out to you guys, and nice to pseudo see you. Um, you know, the, the site architecture is, is very important from ground ground up, even as, as down to picking out your domain name for marketability, um, if that's even a word. Well, you guys have dealt with this, haven't you, Jim? Oh, Dave? yeah. 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 Um, oh, oh, for sure. But we want to hear now, your if experience. If I can jump in, you, you were talking about that specific client. Now, it sounds like a big part of what you had done on that project was dealing with uh, the site structure and, and these sorts of things. Can you give us an idea as far as what the effects were with that as the primary uh, sort of changes that were going on on this site. Uh, what sort of traffic increases were there? What was the, the sort of short-term effect? And if there were long-term, what were the long-term effects of fixing their site structure? Well, we didn't actually end up getting to fix it because the client was actually very, uh, you know, she has clients like Halle Berry and uh, Queen Latifah and things of that nature. So she, she's got this pie-in-the-sky idea and uh, my non-disclosure agreement is still not up, so um, <laughs> I can't actually name names. However, um, you know, she was more interested in pretty. Pretty doesn't sell blue widgets. Being number one in Google sells blue widgets. Um, they Doing some of the small changes, and we tested it out on their .NET, brought in twice the traffic, converting traffic with long-tail terms, um, rather than just the generic traffic that didn't convert for anything. Her main site, the .com, brought in a lot of traffic. The site looked pretty. However, they didn't rank for anything. And, and being as big as she was, she should be on the first page. It's just one of those no-brainers. It's like BMW, if you're searching for a BMW, the main site should be on the first page of Google, right? 
Well, it depends. It depends on what they've been up to, I suppose. <laughs> right. Well, this is uh, this is one of the original co-authors of the South Beach Diet. You guys have all heard of that. Yeah. Uh, that's her ex-partner. Um, they ended up parting ways, and big lawsuit ensued, and yada yada. So it was it was a race to put out something new, uh, a bunch of uh, PR relations type things, and. Um, it didn't end well because Pretty ended up winning, and and the web development company that we were working with just was they had no idea about search engine optimization. They didn't care to learn. They didn't really want to learn. And they said, you know, well, this just plain and simple will not work for us because this this just isn't as pretty. We don't want to use text links. We want to use image links. Um, well, at least put some alt text in there, right? Um, okay, guys, I, I got some direct questions that have come straight in from the chat room. Um, first one I'm going to direct towards uh, Daryl. Daryl, you're still on the line, eh? Yeah, I am. Okay, well, what do you think about, um, just trying to get back to this question so I ask it exactly as it was phrased. Uh, Nicol asked, how about the relevance of placing content before navigation while using CSS? You know, I truthfully believe that Google can analyze your template, especially if it's consistent across your pages, to figure out exactly where your content area is. Um, I usually put my navigation above just out of preference because I'm not about to um, use stuff like uh, the positioning uh, stuff in CSS. I like it all to be laid out organically like my SEO because that also minimalizes the code. Um, and I have noticed that even doing it this way, that it's easy to go for the high competition terms. So I don't think it really makes a difference which way you go, provided you don't have too much stuff up there. Um, when I do get seeing issues is when people have all their CSS in line uh, in there, and they have a lot of JavaScript in line, because then they've gone and they've pushed their content much farther down than it has to be. Okay, we're not. I'm a, Ken. I'm sorry. We're not going to be talking about meta keywords in this show. It's just, it's just not going to happen. But uh, Neo, uh, Poopy Gifts, the man whose identity I've just found. I'm, I'm like the last one let in on the joke here. Um, you want quick. to know your opinions on siloing? On what? Siloing. Saddling. Uh, Silo. 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 Sorry, you're getting caught on my accent here. Siloing. Moving. Siloing. Uh, using no follows to move link juice from page to page. Uh, we actually just discussed that on our show, uh, SEO 101, previously with Brian Mark and uh, Carolyn Shelby. We had David Naylor join us. Um, there was some interesting stuff there. I tried it out on one of my larger software companies, and we were able to move quite a bit of software by getting some great head terms. Um, now, Brian Mark did this over at toolbarn.com and was able to rank number one in the world for tools on Google out of three billion something or other. And um, the problem with that is um, using the nofollow kind of link condoms for uh, the Google juice, because this is Valentine's Day. I'll t try and tie that all in together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, Dave Naylor was saying that it ended up really hurting him. And Brian ended out, we did a two-week test. Um, we did it on a few different sites, and Brian was able to rank number one, like I said, for tools out of three billion, which was great for traffic. But that traffic, as you guys know, doesn't convert as well um, as the trailing terms, where people are actually typing and buying terms. So 
they did find some interesting data off of that test at Tool Barn, uh, meaning that there was a lot of tools that they don't actually carry, and uh, there's some new vendors for them to Hey, are we still on the air? Now, after looking at their logs, uh, due to changing... Uh, the no-follows to, because you don't need your privacy policy or your FAQ list, um, you know, recognized, if that makes sense. Um, so basically, the end, the end of the story is, is if you're going to try and convert on long-tail terms, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it to a, a huge extent. I would just robot text file it like what Dave Naylor said earlier. So... Um, that seems to make a lot more sense to me. And uh, we had never looked at doing that, but who really needs to find your privacy policy? <laughs> you know, other than somebody that's trying to sue you. You know what I mean? And then do you really want them to find it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to jump in here with a question. I'm going to make this question for, uh, for both of you, both uh, Daryl and David here. Um, we'll, start, uh, we'll start with David just to... You know, move move the preference to somebody who isn't my employee, so I can't be claimed to be giving preferential treatment here. Um, what's the most out of all the sites that you've worked on? Let's say recently, over the last year to year and a half, um, what's the most common structural issue um, that you're encountering? Now, it may not be a major one, but what's one of the the things you're most most quickly seeing? And let's actually make it something that webmasters could take and repair fairly quickly if they if they just applied themselves to it. Sure, real simple. CSS, cascading style sheets and JavaScript on, on your index page or, or any of your interior pages. Put all of that into an external file and call it one line of code rather than uh, 80 lines of code six different times for some JavaScript fancy-dancy thing that you got on your site. Uh, have your developer put that into a, into a notepad and call it, uh, you know, architecture.js and call it in the meta or in the head head tag. Very simple to do, and it's not pushing your main content because we still know content's very important, right? So uh, if you're pushing 180 lines of code down before you get to your first line of real content, it, you're just making it harder on the bots. The easier you make it on the bots, the faster you can move up and the faster that you can be recognized and be found, which is really what makes sales, right? So... That, that's the easiest and quickest thing I see every time that I go into a site. It's just been uh, full of JavaScript, JavaScript and CSS that's unnecessary, completely unnecessary. And we've been uh, yakking about that for ages now. So, And on my side, it, it's got to be JavaScript menus. I just see so many sites with their menus totally in a separate file, so the links aren't in the page content. Make sure that if you're using a JavaScript menu, all the code exists on your page, and it's just manipulating CSS to do uh, display none, display block, and stuff like that. And I highly recommend Quick Menu. And my other one is one of my biggest pet peeves with web developers, and that's whenever you have a home, never link to index.php or index.htm. Always link to slash. This is the same file, and the last thing you want is Google thinking it's two different files and giving you two different rankings for your two different files without having one super strong one. Right, All right, now, agree with that as well. I am so getting uh, getting noted from the booth here. We are way over time. They've been very kind to, to let us take these ones uh, take these ones a little over our regular show. So I just want to give a big uh, big thank you, uh, David Brown, Neo, uh, for joining us here on the show. 
And uh, Daryl, obviously I can walk into the next office and thank you afterwards. Um, <laughs> but uh, a big issue that I just want to bring up before, uh, before we head right on out here uh, is one that's being uh, resumed. And if everybody can go to savetheinternet.com, this is on net neutrality. There's a new bill uh, being entered in. Now, unfortunately, being Canadian, I don't get to go in and sign these petitions. Uh, but for all of our listeners, if you have an Internet connection, uh, which I know you do because you're listening right now, um, or if you have a website, net neutrality is an important issue. Visit savetheinternet.com. They have the petition form right there. Uh, you can get it to your congressman and uh, and let them know that this is an important issue to deal with. Yeah, friends, this is this is one of the most important issues uh, challenging our industry today. Um, keep the web keep the web neutral. Uh, file content. It's just it's just dots and dashes, folks, or ones and zeros. Um, Keep it out of the hands of the greed bastards. Amen. And happy Valentine's Day to Mary Davies. Okay, before these guys go toe-to-toe, we're going to be signing off here. This is uh, Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Dash Inc. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. Webmaster Radio has more great content coming up, and check out next week. We're going to be talking about content optimization. Thanks for listening, friends. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>